0: Welcome, everyone, to the Game vault Podcast. I'm your host, Tom Schuster. Joining me tonight are Jenny Aquino and Mark Myers. Tonight, we'll be discussing the worst video game remakes of all time and reviewing our retrolet game, planoa The Door to Phantom Meal for the Sony PlayStation. But before we get to all of that, what have you guys been playing? I know it's been busy. I know I haven't been playing much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, Jen, you want to start?
1: Sure. So, as usual, I've been playing Phasmo. Nothing negative to report there, but on a positive note, somebody did play with me on stream. And I'm sure they, when it's their turn, they're gonna rave about how much fun they had. But uh that was definitely a highlight for me in the Phasmo, the Phasmo world. Um, <clears throat> aside from Phasmo, I have been playing and beat Inscription. Oh, yeah. Which I don't even know what to say about the like I don't know how I know Mark off stream we talked about how you were cool with spoilers. I have listened to a spoiler cast. You have. Okay. I don't want to go too deep into spoilers just in case our listeners It's still a pretty new game. So I want to give people a chance. Maybe we could do like a discussion on it after you beat the game. Yeah. Um, but
0: yeah, feel free to do a spoiler cast.
1: Yeah. So this will be spoiler free. I'll just say that the game is way more complex than I thought it was going into it. Um, I had watched a little bit of gameplay from a fellow streamer friend of mine and it looked cool. And that's really all I knew going in was that it was some kind of card game and it looked like a horror genre card game. Um it's really it's really crazy. There's layers to it. There's this wild sort of storyline. There's found footage. It like goes in deep. There's some crazy shit in this game. Um if If anyone out there is interested in card games, horror, strategy games and puzzles, uh, conspiracy theories, (laughs) like breaking the fourth wall, sort of found footage, like all that kind of really interesting stuff, this game is definitely for you. Um, I'm excited to potentially do a spoiler cast on it because there's so much to talk about and like break down and decompress from this game. Um, And apparently, there's some kind of. Um, hidden Easter eggs in the game and this conspiracy going on about it just I can't even get into it it's wild so (laughs) I would highly recommend anybody for the most part to play the game at least try it out and see what you think Tom I think that the second act you'll be all about it Um,
0: Uh, will I or are you just saying no
1: I'm not being sarcastic I think it's not the horror aspect of it that I thought there was it's only really the first act and it's not even that scary. It's just like creepy because you're in a cabin with a guy whose eyes are glowing and you can't really see him other than that. But um, it's not gory. It's not super terrifying. It's more of an interesting, like eerie story that you're uncovering. Um, but yeah, it's mainly puzzles and obviously the card game itself. Yeah. Um, but I think I would be interested to see what you have to say about it. Honestly, I'm not like setting you up for anything. <laughs> like, I really think that you might have an interesting take on it, especially act two, because the game changes a little bit. And it it reminded me of something that you might like. Um, and, and
2: depending on how deep you want to dive, there's an ARG
1: involved. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> I'll, have
0: um, to, I'll have to look into it. I Yeah. I don't know.
1: Look into it and see what you think. I, I don't think it's gonna be the kind of game where you're like, "Why? Like this is too scary or this is too gory." It's not gory at all, right, Mark? Not that
2: I know of. Never yeah. been mentioned.
1: Yeah, it's not gory or anything. It's not really that scary. It's like I said, it's mainly a um, like a card strategy game, but there's layers of you know, like storyline in it and stuff like that. But um, but I yeah, mean, that I, that was fun.
0: I'm always up for something new, so I'll I'll have to check it out.
1: Yeah, and one more thing I'll say about it: when I beat the game. Uh, it gives you the option to start a new game, but there are elements from the first game that apparently lives on through your new game, which I didn't realize. Um, And it takes a while to warm up to the mechanics of battling with the cards and getting a good strategy down. So right after I beat the game like a psychopath, I started a new game to continue like to play again because I liked it that much. And I flew through most of the first map so quickly or the first game so quickly with the card games I just kept winning that my competitor all of a sudden his eyes turned red and he said you're going too fast Mm -hmm. and he just filled the board with the hardest card and made it impossible for me to beat him so I was like oh my god this game like it kind of glitches and it reminds me of something that happened in the end of the game so I was like if this game is still continuing somehow I'm gonna be blown away but it, it's great. just it's like that it kind of just like confuses you and takes you on this wild trip with the storyline and everything. So it's crazy. But yeah, I, I think I'm going to play through it again um, because I had a lot of fun. And and there may be a potential for alternate endings or at least like a different path that you can take at one point because um, there's a choice you make at one point. So we'll see. But um, when Mark, when you beat it, we'll do a spoiler cast. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about our experiences with it, I think. So, yeah, um, other than inscription, all of my free time has been spent back in Minecraft. (laughs) And I have death comes to blame for that. My one of my other streamer friends, he and his wife, Liz, have been asking me for months if I could join their Minecraft server because they play on Tuesday with the community. And I kept saying no, because Minecraft always sucks up all of my free time. And it's an addiction and I was away from it for a few years and I finally went back to it. And yeah, I I now know why I left in the first place, because it is ridiculously addicting to me. So there's that. Um, okay. And then obviously, aside from that, I've been playing Infinite with you guys and then our retro roulette game a little bit, which we'll talk about more later.
0: Mark, how about you?
2: Yeah, so... Um... Yeah, I, I, I had a fever dream that I played some game uh, last week for like two hours that involved uh, talking to th- four people um, and going through a house with flashlights and stuff. <laughs> um, I don't I, I don't really remember. There was there was a there was a, a, a voice box and <laughs> some candles uh, times when uh, my ass was sticking out to everyone, um, <laughs> you know, but uh, glad I did it. Mm-hmm. Um, had some fun with some new friends. That's always the good part. Um, got some sassiness from Miss McChicken. <laughs> um, I think I was with Miss Chicken, right?
1: Uh playing with us. Yeah. It was Otterly.
2: Oh, it was Otterly, mm-hmm. sorry. Um, yeah. Yeah. Every, I, every I time a... I was every time I went to do my little bit about the game, she went, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, everyone knows, I think for the most like all my regulars know when you pop in you usually like jokingly insult phasmo mm-hmm. or or we just talk about how you hate it yeah. sometimes so i think everyone knew that you hated it or disliked it going into yeah. it so they were all excited to like, yeah, see you the, play
2: yeah and the only cool part is that i got a, a sick burn on Maiden on the way out of the game <laughs> you did uh. <laughs> another sick burn
1: that's your second yeah, sick burn yeah, on Maiden. Yeah. <laughs> um
2: so that was that was part of, But the only other two games i've been playing um Continuing my stretch of being a Call of Duty bro, um, <laughs> I'm level 47 um, in that game. Well, I'm not 69 yet, yet. Oh, sorry. I-, I ruined it.
1: <laughs> okay. Um, and I'm
2: leveling up. I'm now switching to shotguns for certain maps. Ooh, oh, getting boy. smart. Um, my, my KD is at, at 0.6. So that is like triple of what I used to do. Um, and they added a new thing where it's just the two smallest maps in the entire multiplayer. And you can just play those on rotation. Uh, So um, I've been doing that. Uh, That's been fun. And, um, yeah, yeah, just can't believe I'm a, you know, playing online shooter and not getting my ass kicked all the time, um, which is kind of impressive, Um, considering if you guys actually knew me in real life before streaming um, or watched our Apex streams, one or the other. Um, And the other game I've been playing, just because the season's coming to a close, is um, NCAA 14. Um, I've been playing that a whole bunch Um, and created a uh, quarterback and he is the greatest living college athlete of all time. As you do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, He's the quarterback for Tulane um, and he is currently almost at 20,000 passing yards. Jesus. um, And almost at 7,000 rushing yards. So he's going to be the all-time NCAA leader in both passing and rushing yards. Um, (laughs) And I'm already the all-time touchdowns leader in both. Um, If I could figure out a way to have switched his positions uh, to wide receiver for one year and be able to break all those records in one year, I would do it. But um, yeah, it's been fun. Um, and I can't wait for them to do an updated one with the college football playoff because I'm dealing with the bullshit BCS uh, in this game. So, but yeah, I, I, I thank, every time I play it, I, I thank Tom for introducing me to that uh, perfectly um, uh, working PS3 that he got me <laughs> to be able to play that game again. Anytime yeah um but so.
0: by, by the way um that uh, absolutely working ps3 um i believe plays all ps3 games now every yeah. single one pretty
1: cool a, as, it,
0: as it should
1: yeah because it's it a ps3
2: i mean we bought it we bought it at a, at a flea market so who knew right right that's right. true It had some damaged chips
0: <laughs> we, just, we just had to make sure you yeah. had to make sure
2: makes
1: sense
2: uh, but there are um oh i played a little Forza horizon five um I destroyed uh, Tom and our friend Jonathan's um, stunt number thing. um, Really? The the combo meter or whatever. Oh. Um, I think you were at like 200,000 and I found the mountain range and all that and did a lot of uh, um, drifting and stuff with a, with a wheel. uh, It's either a front wheel. It's like a two wheel drive car. I was. Yeah, it'd be a real you world know,
0: drive car. Yeah.
2: So, and that got up to like 600,000 uh, because I kept the combo going by because it was a hilly wooded area. So I would keep getting points written to trees <laughs> and then knocking the things out. Then I found a bridge in this one area and would keep getting air to keep the combo going. That's funny. It went around. Yeah. So it was pretty fun. Uh, yeah. That game's amazing. Um, it has as much burnout paradise um, trappings that will keep me playing that game um, that I've seen in a game in a while. Um, I am upset that you can't actually drive up the actual ruins. I, um, I know. I, <laughs> I figured
0: you'd be a little upset about that, but I. There I, are
2: certain ruins you can drive up, but yes. the actual ones that have the steps you cannot. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's it's a great game. Um, if it came out like a month earlier, I think it might have been up for you know Game of the Year for the Video Game Awards. I would think with how how well it is it, it, been yeah, I mean, it's been
0: received. It's it's it definitely came out late for all that stuff but yeah Yeah, uh, i'll get it it'll be
1: on my list sure um, Uh, we need to get
0: we need to get jen playing
1: i know i totally i honestly totally forgot to start playing i had intended on doing it for extra life or after it or before it around then and then i just totally forgot about it yeah
0: well the beauty of it is it's on game pass so yeah
1: that's amazing yeah so
2: um uh, I downloaded inscription, you know, getting gonna be playing that. I haven't played it yet. Um, and then I think um it's a couple games in my backlog that I should have for next fully. Um so yeah, that's it. Um just mostly a Call of Duty bro now. That's and Phasmo bro. Well that was a fever yep.
0: We we have a we, we have a lot of stuff we gotta do from from Extra Life. So we have to figure out when we can get it all done.
2: Because mm-hmm. yep.
0: 'Cause we're still working on stuff from last year. So <laughs> That True. just tells that just tells you how how quickly we're we're gonna get all this stuff done.
2: Yeah, yeah. So I'll probably have more things to report because I I would assume either next episode or the episode after would be our year end episode.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh. Most likely. All right. right. would you play, Tom? Uh, for Horizon Five. Uh, pretty much all I played besides Halo, which I have to say, I I'm having way more fun than I thought I would with the um like not being able to pick what you want to play but thankfully next week we should be able to pick what we want to play okay. i think doesn't it goes live the 8th right so that'll be the day before we stream i think
2: yeah the 8th is no it goes
0: it, so it goes live the day we stream so hopefully yeah. fingers crossed they'll have all that crap worked out cuz the last thing we need is to get on and have everything be broken
2: and we'll get to play swat
0: i can't wait i can't yeah. wait to play some swat Been waiting
1: <laughs> swat and only swat <laughs>
0: I've 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 made Jan a SWAT only player and I love it.
1: At this point, I'll take SWAT or Slayer, honestly. But SWAT's yeah. a lot of fun. It's it's that it's that um, immediate kill with the headshot that I love.
0: Yeah, it really. I think it's one. It speeds up the game and it it allows you to kind of hone in on one section. I guess like yeah. you don't have to worry about sh- like even sometimes even like body shots. If you if you get like if you don't hit them twice really f- or once really fast with a headshot generally two or three well-placed shots will kill a person so yeah i definitely uh, I, I like i like it for the simplicity i also mm-hmm. like it because there's no radar so yeah it make, that's cool too yeah it makes it a little more a little more interesting but anyway so forts horizon 5 i'm going to continue gushing about it because that's what i do um i i'm I went through and played a championship where you drive uh, an eight, like a, basically what would be an eighteen wheeler minus the <laughs> minus the trailer. You don't obviously don't get to use the trailer. I believe they call them Euro trucks. So nice. it's like a it's like a giant Mercedes uh, big rig. And I did a whole championship with it, and it was the goofiest thing I've ever played. <laughs> but it was it it is amazing how different they're able to make it feel than other cars. You could feel how heavy it was and how it wouldn't turn unless you ha- had power to the rear wheels. And I just, I, I, I gotta give them credit. There's there's, there's only so much you can do to make a car feel real through a controller, if that makes sense. Yeah. And they just do a really good job. They always have. Like when you, especially like you when you're driving an off-road vehicle, all of a sudden you'll, you come up to a championship where it's an on-road like S1 or S2 ranked car cl- car class and it feels like you're driving a rocket ship compared to what you were just driving and it you you kind of have to relearn how to drive as you're <laughs> going uh but i love it i love the fact that you can um that it that it changes stuff up so so well and um i mean I, i've there's been a lot of hate i've 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 found like on on reddit there's been a lot of hate for this game i don't know why I mean, I guess because I don't play online, well, I think there's been a big problem with people connecting online to do. Yeah, that,
2: that's usually where the 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 gripes and review bombs.
0: Yeah, but I don't give a shit about that. I don't care. Yeah. I don't care about playing against people online. That's like the last thing I I do in um, in a Forza Horizon game. It's I, I don't even think about it honestly. Like, there's so much stuff to do in the single player game. There's not, there's no reason to go and do anything else, honestly. I mean, people like to play against other people, I guess, but I'm not. I, I it, it's not that big of a deal to me that I need to worry about that. So, it's to me, it's it's al- almost a perfect game. I, there's nothing that I've I've done so far that I've not enjoyed, and I'm gonna continue gushing about it until we, you know, have our reward awards at the end of the year. Then I might gush on it. We'll see. But until then, um, uh, I'm hoping to start playing some more stuff now that like the at least one big holiday is out of the way. The next one I don't think is going to be as busy, hopefully. We'll see. So hopefully I'll get to play some more stuff. And I'm off between Christmas and New Year's. So um, you, you got to hold me to it here because I did not hold me... You didn't hold me to it last year. Last year I said I was going to beat a game and I did not beat. I have to beat Deathloop during... Either before or during that break.
1: Wow, you heard it here, folks. Yeah,
0: you got to You got to hold me to it this time. <laughs> We're I got to
1: literally hold you down until you do it.
0: You're gonna, you're gonna have to because <laughs> that game, I, I haven't picked it up. I haven't picked up anything besides Forza in quite a while. So you're gonna have to like get me sat down and listen. You got it. You got to play this. You gotta remind me every day. Get on me on Twitter. i I'm, I'll gladly take the abuse just because. Okay. I spent full price on the damn game. I need to beat the thing because it, I it made me even more mad because it was like twenty dollars for Black Friday. Ugh, what a nightmare! Which is why I love Game Pass. Uh, for Game Pass, I don't have to pay full price for anything. Like if I if I had like especially for Halo and Forza, I can just wait till they're eventually you know fifteen bucks or whatever and just buy them then and still play them because I have Game Pass. So amen for Game Pass. Uh, you may be hearing more about a sony styled thing soon we don't want to comment on it yet because there's no information there's like it may be coming that's about all we know so be on the lookout for that if something comes out in the next couple of weeks we'll talk about it but for now we'll leave it at that because that's all we know
2: yeah and it, it goes to my thing that i've always said about playstation is that at some point they were gonna figure out a way to do a uh a competitor just because they had as much of a back catalog as, um, Xbox does.
0: Yeah. If not more so, because they can, they can dig into older games like PS, PS one and PS two. And if they can get that stuff working on a PS five, it could be good, but we won't, we're again, we're not gonna, we're not gonna speculate too much because we don't know anything.
2: Well, Sony's going to fuck it up anyway. So it doesn't matter.
0: (laughs) They'll charge a hundred dollars for it. Like they'll pull a Nintendo. (laughs) Yeah. I hope not. God, I hope not. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, so a lot of stuff has been happening. Jen, you want to hit us with some news?
1: Sure. So our first story talks about the newest N64 edition for the Switch. So if you live under a rock, you wouldn't know that back in October, Nintendo added the N64 and the Genesis games to their Nintendo Switch online offerings. It is now an extension to the original subscription service, and it costs but a butt ton of money. Um So their first new addition to the gaming lineup has been announced, which is only one game, and it's Paper Mario, and that's going to be available on December 10th. I kind of am disappointed that they're only adding one game, especially after, like I said, that huge price hike for the extended service, but I'm hoping going forward we're going to be seeing more than one game added at a time, especially since they've already hinted that we're going to get like Banjo-Kazooie, Pokemon Snap, and Majora's Mask, so... I I gotta...
0: (laughs) Granted, Paper Mario is one of those games that I'm glad they're adding because it costs... I mean, Mark, have you looked lately to see how much that game costs?
2: No. I, I've stopped after being disappointed at how high games are costing nowadays.
0: I want to say this game, it's like a $75 to $100 game at this point. So Jesus. the fact that it's coming to a service like this, and if they get the emulation right... Um,
2: it'll kill that market.
0: It'll kill that market, Hopefully. And not make it so freaking expensive. That's that's the beauty of Nintendo re-releasing this stuff. If they can get it right and it doesn't suck, it'll it'll make the resale market go down in price. So I'm I'm okay with only this game only coming first because if they get it if they're taking their time and getting it right, I'm, I'll I'll be fine with it. Like again, it's like that. It's like the thing Miyamoto said. It's a, a delayed game will be a good game but a rushed game will always be a bad game. So that's true. As, especially since this is a premier game for the N64. It's one of the most beloved uh RPGs on the system. One of the only RPGs on the system. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Well, I, I I just hope that it it doesn't the, it, the emulation isn't shit.
1: Yeah, I've been reading reviews on the emulation on the games that are, you know, have been added so far and it's kind of a mixed bag. It seems like some people think it's great. Some people think it's not great. So it'll be interesting to see when they roll out more games, you know, what the overall consensus is on that.
0: Yeah. I'm. They should just, they could, they should be continuing to update this stuff mm-hmm. like every month just because they can fix it. We all know they have the ability to fix it. So Nintendo, get it right. You're charging <laughs> all this freaking money.
2: Right. Yeah. But it's, it's Nintendo's thing to do things as cheaply as possible
0: i know and then they get yelled at and then they eventually eventually fix it so
1: Uh, we'll see (laughs) so next epic has announced that they are introducing a feature to Fortnite called party worlds um which would be a pretty different way to experience the game so party worlds are going to be a social hangout for players to chill with their friends and make new friends virtually um Comparing this to the competitive style of this game, this would be much more laid back. Um, and you'll be able to hang out in, in pretty chill locations with some mini games to play with your friends as well. Um, so right now they've announced there will be Walnut World, which I think is like a theme park. And the Late Night Lounge, which is what it sounds like a nightclub type of atmosphere. Um, and they're also asking content creators to submit their own ideas for new party world locations. Um, You would just have to go to the Epic website and apply, but you also have to already be accepted into the Support a Creator 2.0 program, which is, I guess, like an affiliateship with Fortnite. Um, So
2: so essentially, this is the first step to Ready Player One.
1: Right. That's kind (laughs) of what I was thinking. So basically, they have this goal that they want to create the metaverse, they're calling it, which is... they
0: They want to create a metaverse too?
1: Yeah. They want to create a metaverse. And they're describing it as a fully integrated 3D online space for people to exist in, a.k.a., you know, like what Mark just said. Um, And they're already taking the steps towards it because apparently I didn't know this until I was looking into this. Users can already create islands as like a social space using the game's creative mode. Um, But I mean, hearing that they're doing the party worlds now, it seems like they're pretty much focusing on making this actually happen. Um, And they're really encouraging their users to do these like social first spaces over the just like the Battle Royale that they're known for. So I think it'll be interesting to see if they do create this metaverse and how that changes not only Fortnite as a game, but potentially like the whole gaming industry. Because Fortnite, as we all know, is is huge. And I wonder if it's going to get people on board with, you know, more of the whole ready player one (laughs) atmosphere of virtual gaming.
0: Well, it's, it's also interesting to me that they're finally digging back into the uh, creative element of Fortnite because Fortnite mm-hmm. kind of started out as a, like a, almost a, like a Minecraft clone.
2: It, it was a tower defense game.
0: Right. But it was, it, they only came at night. So that's yeah. why it was, so that's why you'd have to build up your house and everything else during the day. Right. And then at night, the zombies or whatever would come.
1: Yeah. Wow. That's, that's going way back. Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy oh. how much it's changed and is continuing to evolve. Oh, you can thank uh, PUBG for that.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah, wild. Um,
0: but yeah, the um, it's interesting that they're finally going to start using that. Like, it, it'll mm-hmm. be interesting to see what people come up with.
1: Yeah, and I think it's kind of cool that I for I didn't even know that they had an like an affiliate program for their content creators. I don't know what goes into them selecting people, but I think that's cool um so maybe you know the potential for you know content creators to do more with fortnite is going to grow as well so if anyone out there is a streamer or a youtuber this could be something you might be interested in too going forward depending on you know what comes of the metaverse and all that i mean i gotta give it to them it's pretty badass name the metaverse
0: well i think anything can be technically be a metaverse i think that's the problem is that Now that Facebook has the, they want to make their own metaverse and like it's, (laughs) everything's too meta. Let's get away from it.
2: Sorry, what's the name of the company, Tom?
0: Meta, right?
2: Yeah. I thought you said Facebook when you first said it.
0: Well, Facebook is now meta, so. Uh, It's the whole thing. I
1: I hate hearing the word meta said over and over and over and over again. Because
0: it gets worse every time you say it. (laughs) Yeah,
1: it really does. It does get worse every time you hear it. You're like, stop.
0: It's just, it's very, the word meta has become cringy at this point.
1: Yeah, that's
0: funny. Oh, anyway.
1: Sorry, let's move on.
0: (laughs) Uh, Get yourself prepared for Ready Player One. If you haven't watched the movie, go or read the book, go do so.
1: Yes. Uh, All right. So next up, we have some changes with GOG. Um, So CD Projekt Red has announced that they are making changes to the storefront in the wake of disappointing financial issues that they've been experiencing for quite some time. Um, Cyberpunk? Yeah, that's a big part of it. (laughs) 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 Their CFO announced um, that due to a huge net loss last quarter and then also since 2019 in general, um, they're going to be returning to their initial strategy of offering handpicked games. Um, and he also announced because of this change, there's going to be an internal che- team structure change. And they're actually pulling some developers off of GOG and putting them towards other projects. Um, cyberpunk. <laughs> which is cyberpunk, probably. <laughs> <laughs> We're on to you guys. Um, they haven't really gone into detail on how exactly the gaming catalog is going to change just yet, but they so did just announce it. It's so.
2: totally they're going to go back to good old games.
1: Yes. That's what I was yeah. just going to say. If, if anyone didn't know, they started back in 2008 as good old games, and that was literally their intent, was to offer you a handpicked selection of really good older games that are currently really hard to find. Um,
0: a thing of beauty for yeah. collectors yeah. and people who liked those old games and couldn't. Either don't have the ability to use it, have an old older computer to play them, mm-hmm. or it's almost impossible to play the games on a newer computer. Right. That was the I, the beauty of GOG was they they put it in a wrapper and gave it to yeah.
2: Him. I bought a Gabriel Knight example. Those older. That's it. That's an older FMV adventure game for those okay. of you that don't know what Gabriel Knight is. Yeah, um, with an character that kind of looks like Eric Stoltz.
0: Um, <laughs> well, I mean they they have all the like the they have mist and they had like seventh guest and all all that like point and click mm -hmm. stuff everything like that anything you can think of they had over there
1: it's a gem so i mean they did eventually expand to an all-purpose storefront but i feel like obviously there was cyberpunk but also just a ton of competition from steam mainly like i mainly go to steam for my pc games um Joy. and even epic which apparently epic hasn't been doing great but they have this fortnite cushion to fall back on so what's well, um the th-
0: that's the thing with GOG is cuz it's right. CD Project Red they had the witcher to mm-hmm. and they they could it's kind of like it's i mean valve did the same thing they built steam as a proponent to push um half-life so it was the <laughs> same t- same type of thing they built they built steam around half-life Epic built their store around Fortnite and GOG did theirs around, um, the Witcher. So,
1: yeah. Which is interesting. You bring that up because I also read that they're removing Gwent, that they're distancing themselves from Gwent, which I think in 2017, they had announced that Gwent was going to be like one of the most important pieces of their online storefront.
0: It's a weird, it's a weird thing that they're doing that. I don't know what. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what
2: counts on high
0: i don't know i like i don't it's not like people don't play it people still play it all the time you can go on twitch right now and you can see people playing gwent
1: it's so much fun i actually i i got sucked into that for a while it's it's a lot of fun
0: i mean card games always people always want to play a card game so yeah i don't know i guess i guess we'll see what happens but
1: yeah i love gog i was going to say that too i would be really sad to see it go completely so if if it means they have to go back to their roots which are good roots then by all means please do yeah yeah and
2: galaxy gog galaxy actually does a thing where like pulls in all of your games that you have on all different launchers yeah into there and can launch them from there and it keeps track of all achievements that's pretty things like that yeah
0: gog galaxy may be the best launcher there is because it use it will allow you to launch games from any other launcher so I, if you if you don't like having sixteen launchers load up every time you you turn your computer on, just use GOG Galaxy. That's what I use.
1: Yeah, that's pretty cool too. Well, hopefully, hopefully, good things to come. They turn themselves around a bit. Um, but oh, we'll see, I guess. And yeah, then
0: just give um, us just give us monster truck madness, and we'll be happy. Give
1: us monster truck madness. Give me <laughs> roller coaster tycoon and. Uh, more mist, damn it. Just kidding. More games and, like games? and
0: roller coaster tycoons on there.
1: I know. That's what I'm saying. Like, don't take this away from me. I want to be able to go zoo tycoon. I wanna I wanna do it up, okay? All my yeah. tycoons. I'm with you. I'm with you. So if you listen to our last podcast, we talked about the ten thousand dollar Gucci Xbox bundle. Oh god. So weirdly enough, I have another story where fashion and gaming have combined, which is starting to become a thing apparently.
0: Can only go well. What yeah. Hearing.
1: So as part of its annual fashion awards, the British Fashion Council, which is really hard to say, is adding a new category for 2021, which is an award for, oh no, I forgot the word is in it again, Metaverse Design. Oh
0: my God.
1: <laughs> oh, I looked ahead of my notes and was like, uh-oh, I'm going to say it again. Um, <laughs> that'll be the last time I say it, I think. This award was apparently created w- in partnership with Roblox. So, currently, um, this year's shortlist is limited to five Roblox creators. Um, And this award is going to be presented virtually by an avatar of Gucci's creative director, Alessandro Michel, inside a Roblox experience. And players will also be able to explore a virtual recreation of the Royal Albert Hall to watch the awards. So, you can actually log into Roblox and, I guess, go check it out virtually. Um, And this is obviously a publicity stunt. But Gucci seems like they're really trying to make a huge attempt to to merge into the video game world. I don't Um, know why.
0: It just doesn't make any sense.
1: I don't know. But they've also, I was reading, they've partnered with Roblox in the past with sneakers in the game. And then they're also, I think, sponsoring 100 Thieves, which is an eSports organization. And then even outside of Gucci, we have Louis Vuitton, Burberry, and Longchamp. They've all created in-game outfits for Fortnite and League of Legends. So apparently it's this thing that I didn't know about that's starting to happen with high fashion, like merging into video games. And when I was reading about this, the first thing that came to my mind is how is this going to be a good thing, specifically with Roblox and Fortnite, with all these kids playing these games, becoming obsessed with Gucci sneakers or Burberry clothes? I think that's a dangerous thing parents don't see coming. Well,
0: yeah, and I I don't understand like... Why are you targeting kids like Roblox is like one hundred percent a kids game? Like
2: And predators. No,
0: <laughs> I wasn't gonna go there, Mark. <laughs> Mark's niece plays Roblox. She's ten Yeah, which
2: is why I no, kidding.
0: Um she's, she's ten years old. Yeah. So like you're 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 marketing to ten year olds for, for stuff that they cannot buy. Clearly, then probably their parents cannot buy either. Like I just don't yeah. get it. It just doesn't well, make any sense. I'm
1: just imagining. So in, you know, my small circle of friends and, and people that I work with, I've heard horror stories of people's kids stealing their credit cards and buying V bucks or whatever Roblox stuff is called. And I can't even imagine a kid seeing Gucci sneakers and Roblox and then looking them up online and being like, boop, I'm going to take this. I'm going to go buy them now. Like, I don't know. I, I feel like it's it's dramatic to say that, but at the same time, if we're if we're purposely putting high fashion brands in games, like you said, that are marketed mainly to children, it's going to happen eventually, especially with sneakers, right? That's a big thing.
0: Oh, yeah. Collecting
1: sneakers, like designer sneakers.
0: Sneakers. So, so quick tangent, the reason that we have problems getting GPUs and stuff like that right now, and yeah. even video games to the, some extent... Is from sneakers. They built all of these scrapers and stuff to buy sneakers up. So that's the reason you can't buy a graphics card right now is because of the people who who want who wanted to the scalpers who wanted to buy sneakers and sell them for astronomical prices. Blame it's them.
1: Sneakers and uh, crypto. Yeah, it's killing us. Get on the blockchain. <laughs> NFTs. <laughs> My God.
0: God, can I can I tell you how sick it makes me to see how many how many things are giving away nfts now like they mean something
1: (sighs) yeah dead by daylight started with nfts and i i first of all haven't obviously if you've listened to the podcast i haven't played that game in like a month now because it's not really working for me but when they announced i don't even know the details i know that they're not fully doing nfts but they're involved in it somehow with like i don't know if they're working in conjunction with another company that's doing NFTs. I don't remember, but the community freaked out and there's two other games that are coming out that are very similar. One of that, I think, just came out this week called VHS and people are threatening to jump ship off of Dead by Daylight, which I'll Wait, believe VHS? it when I see it, but
0: VHS like the movie VHS.
1: Supposedly, they're not they're
0: not related.
1: Yeah, they're not related, but it is a horror um, asymmetrical. Oh, my gosh, I can't talk asymmetrical horror game like Dead by Daylight. Um, It's a bit more of like a cartoony style. Um, I don't know if it actually fully released yet or if it's still in um, like early release for content creators. I actually have to check that out. But um, a ton of people are threatening to jump ship to VHS when it fully rolls out because it's very similar to Dead by Daylight. So I know NFTs have really pissed off a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah.
2: uh it, it's it's what, it's at this point where all the stuff is going after the roblox where you just realize are we getting too old for the industry? <laughs> are we old now?
0: Yes, Mark. Yeah. We are like we're not the target audience anymore. Nope. <sighs> it's not us.
1: That's depressing.
0: <laughs> we're not even kind of close. <laughs> nope.
1: Uh well, I guess we can end the new segment on a kind of funny note because um GTA has some very interesting patch fixes. Only a few um, for their trilogy that came out with. We're talking at more than 100 bugs that they have on their list to fix so far, which is absolutely crazy. But my favorite part of reading through this list is just going through the most ridiculous sounding bugs and kind of wishing that I experienced them first before they get fixed. Um, I think one of the most popular ones and most hilarious ones were from San Andreas. Or the character CJ just takes up the whole screen if you're in a certain vehicle. Like, if you're on a motorcycle or if you're in a certain vehicle, his face just takes up the whole screen. And it's the most derpy-looking expression.
0: I think one of the glitches, too, is that... it's I think it's bikes. Like, they just constantly get bigger. (laughs) Like, they just continually grow once you get on it. And, like, shake back and forth. It'll just continually grow.
1: You know, I feel like... If a game has this many bugs, let's just embrace it and just let it be buggy. Like, what's the there's point?
0: The last, the so the patch that just came out ha- had over one hundred bug fixes. And how there's still release, more to do. How do you release a game that has that many bugs?
1: Yeah, Bethesda. And it's, it's funny because Rockstar basically said that they're hopeful that these games will eventually reach the level of quality that they deserve to be. That is the most unsure statement i've ever heard
0: it's like why what what were you guys doing why did you decide to put this out why was there such a rush like because
2: they had to um didn't they have to delay something um
0: they haven't told us anything about gta 6 so who who knows
2: because all i can think of is that they delayed they delayed something or was
0: something must have happened to whatever they were working on,
2: on and they had to get something out but mm. <laughs> like for the investors this stuff but, is wild
0: like hu- like hundreds of bugs like this clearly was not even close to being ready to ship yeah.
1: there's no way because there's a ton of like spelling issues, right on signs and there's rain appearing under the water um yeah. or inside houses yeah. inside luigi's club during the cutscene to the mission don't spank my bitch up
2: yeah. <laughs> I, I mean yeah um the uh the, the one i saw was uh they have the uh the donut and in the game it's supposed to look like a nut um like like the the, the tool like the the thing oh okay but when the computer because they definitely ran this through a computer ai to up, well up it was, the they're,
0: they're the phone versions of the game
2: yeah and or they PSP changed the donut the logo way to an actual smooth round donut <laughs> instead of looking like a giant, you know, yeah. nut.
1: That's funny.
0: Uh, and I had yeah.
2: to fix that. I think that's in there too.
0: Cuz it's uh, it's yeah. it's made to look like Brandy's donuts, right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's so like this list, if if you out there listening have not read the list of the current fixes that have been done, you got to take a look and see if you can look some of these things up from before they were fixed because these are hilarious bugs.
2: I mean, a lot of the facial animations and all um, put uh, Assassin's Creed 2 remake the shame. Um, yeah. And, uh, but yeah, it just, they, they should have just done one and just taken as much time as they could and just recreate it three instead of trying to do the whole, the trilogy. Well, they, I
0: not they, they just should, they should just not released anything. No, yeah. But
2: I mean, if they were going to do a remaster remake, Go to Resident Evil route and focus on one at a time.
1: Right, make it really good. I so think people because they're
0: forward. all in the same engine and they were all they've released them all as a trilogy before. They wanted to get it out as yeah. the definitive trilogy, which makes sense. But at the same time, do it right. Like mm. what what they were thinking, I have no idea. Supposedly,
1: um, if these GTA releases ever go well enough, they may do Red Dead Redemption next.
0: Let's just put so, put it out on PC.
1: Yeah, it's very let's, simple. Let's hope that they get their act together. Give me I Red Dead Redemption
0: cool. on PC, and I'll be happy.
1: Yeah, we'll see. Currently, currently the trilogy, the, the GTA trilogy, the Definitive Edition is available for PS5, PS4, Xbox Series S and X, Xbox One, and PC. So there's a lot of. They
0: Delayed the Switch port too. They had a they had a physical. Uh, version coming to switch and they had to delay it oh
1: okay i had not know about that
0: which makes sense because dear god can you imagine like this (laughs) coming in? no the patch (laughs) will be bigger than the switch's internal memory
2: yeah oh i think i remembered why they rushed these out uh the next gen versions of gta 5 were supposed to come out this fall and they uh, they delayed them so uh, that's my theory about investors wanting something out in two
0: three again though who can, it's GTA five? It's been out for how many years? I know, but it, it came out it, on the it, PS3 and Xbox 360. That's how old it is. We're there's, two just the thing about
2: it. You know, investors. That's why Cyberpunk came out the way it did.
1: Mm-hmm. That's so I hate. I think they would have learned so much? <laughs> you think they would have learned by now why it's a bad idea to rush a game just for investors? Like, I get it. If you're an investor, you want to see what your money's doing. But if I put my money into this and I, I saw. Some of these bugs, I would have been like, "What is happening?" But, yeah, I
0: don't, I don't know what. Uh, I'm. It just flabbergasts me. I don't, I don't know. Yeah.
1: Especially after we got Cyberpunk, that this is still a thing. Yeah, is beyond me.
0: Like, I don't know.
1: Didn't the gaming world learn its lesson through <laughs> Cyberpunk?
0: Apparently not. <sighs> Apparently not.
1: Yeah. So that's all I got for the news for this podcast.
0: Well, it's 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 timely that we're. Uh, we decided to go with this this topic we went yes. with th- we have our main topic this week which is the worst video game remakes of all time and as of right now i'm thinking that these are the worst ones but yeah. there's <laughs> yeah. uh, damn it <laughs> there's a, a litany of bad remakes and un, like unnecessarily bad remakes yeah
2: and, and- uh, I'm assuming we're, we're interchanging the words remake and remaster. Yes. Or no? okay.
0: Yeah. The yeah remake remaster we're they're we're, they're one and the same for this conversation.
2: Yeah, because I had I had trouble thinking and researching like any truly bad remakes. Like usually when they do it from the ground up, like a good eighty percent of the time they're good.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, so. well, it's it's a, the whole thing's a shit show.
2: Yeah. Yeah. There's um, one example that's on my list that's actually both. Okay. And I'll explain in my second.
0: Well, I'm gonna go first because I yeah. I've got a lot to say about this one. Go right ahead. Um I'm gonna start with the the least, I think the the least uh least bad. <laughs> it's still not good. It's the Sega Smash Pack for the Sega Dreamcast. They put a whole bunch of Genesis games on a disc and put it on the Dreamcast. But they're not they didn't port the games to the Dreamcast. They're running on terrible terrible emulation like worst like the worst emulation i think i've ever seen like it's very clear because when you emulate sonic when he comes in on the title screen and he like wags his finger if he if it's bad emulation his like stomach will hang out over (laughs) the title screen but on the on the regular game that doesn't happen so immediately you're like all right this is something's (laughs) off here
1: that's hilarious
0: but the worst part is the sound. The sound emulation is by f- it's hard enough to emulate the Genesis sound chips, but and
2: have that grimy sound hmm. chip.
0: It was even worse than it, like even the worst sounding Genesis it was it was nowhere near close. you uh, I want to say my life yeah my life and gaming did a whole thing on the best ways to play certain Genesis games and during in that they talked about the Sega Smash pack and how terrible it was. So if you want to go see just how bad it is and how it compares to like the original stuff, go watch that video and you'll see just how abysmal this this Sega Smash Pack was. You could tell that Sega didn't give a shit at this point. They were just like, "All right, uh just throw what, whatever we got. Just put just put Sonic on a disc cuz we don't have anything else." <laughs> oh my but yeah, God. that's that's my first one cuz it was it's a I think it's a good lead off.
1: And that's the best of your worst.
0: That's the best of my oh boy. work.
1: <laughs> this is a great topic. I just want to say that in advance.
0: Glad <laughs> <laughs> you enjoyed it. I thought I, I was I was I was giddy from how many options we had. Yeah. Uh, Mark, you want to go next?
2: Yeah. So mine is um, the Dark Souls Remaster, um, and the reason why I said this one is kind of a hybrid of both uh, things of the word is because they basically did technically remake it from the ground up. They because they put it in a whole different engine. Like, it wasn't just a graphics update. They put that game into the Dark Souls 3 engine. Uh, so, but the, the, some people may disagree with me, but I think the upgrading it to the smoother, better-looking engine um, actually took away from some of the charm of the original game. Um, it lost some of its, um, you know, uh, thing that differentiated it for me. Maybe it made it look too much like Dark Souls 3. Um, you know, if, if you think about like remasters and remakes, usually all the time, if they use new engines, they add something to it to make it, you know, go, yeah, this is that game. It's not like this game, but for this, it just looked like, you know, essentially a fan remade, you know, Dark Souls and the Dark Souls three engine, like, but, um, yeah, yeah. I just, I, I missed a little bit of the, not to use the word grimy twice in span of five minutes, but you know sort of that grungy look of you know dark souls um and uh, because you would get without having that you know sort of you know sort of not very spectacular looking you know biomes and then you walk into like uh Londo and it's just this clean you know completely different than anything you've been in that transition is hit so much harder on the on the ps3 version um than it does on the up version. And I think that's why it's one of my um, you know, poor remakes. Um, I realized going through this that I didn't, haven't really played any bad remakes too much. Um, a lot of the times if I um, hear of a game being remade or remastered, I, I tend to not get to <laughs> play those games. But I,
1: I was at least able
2: to have uh, two and maybe a spicy third one, um, if neither of you bring it up okay
0: okay jen go ahead
1: so i took the worst remakes literally i didn't think about remasters so they might have been a little bit easier for me but the two that i found i absolutely hated with my whole entire soul so the first one i don't know if you guys have played this it's a specific version of it it's tomb raider anniversary specifically for the wii
0: that's that's a bad one
1: yeah, so I've I've always been a huge Tomb Raider fan. I started out playing it on PC at my aunt and uncle's house when I was a kid. And that's mainly where our, all of my PC gaming experience came from, like Monster Truck Madness. Um, so when the anniversary editions came out for Tomb Raider, I was so excited. I actually wound up buying it for myself for the 360, and I loved it. And then I also got it as a gift for Christmas for the Wii, because that was like our brand new console for the family. So I'm pretty sure like my parents got it for me. Um, but there's such a huge difference between those two games, between the different consoles. It's crazy. Um, the graphics look terrible on the Wii, especially when comparing it to the 360. And the frame rate—I yeah. remember during certain like action sequences, the frame rate was really bad. Like it—it it skipped around a lot. It looked terrible. And then the controls, like using the nunchucks, was not great either. Um, the only positive to that is that you could use the nunchucks as a flashlight to actually control her flashlight, which was pretty cool. But other than that, the entire time playing with the Wii controls, you had to like work so much harder to line up a, drum, a jump properly. And if you've ever played Tomb Raider, you would know that you have to be able to get through these tricky levels. And you know, jumping on an angle by accident is literally going to kill you a million times. So... I did not play this game a lot on the Wii. Um, I I loved it on the 360, like I said. I think this is probably the perfect example of how a game could be great on most consoles, but then just really suck when it's not ported well or when it forces you to play with bad controls. Yeah. So that that was my first one. Again, love it on the 360, just not on the Wii.
0: <laughs> All right. So let's see. Uh i'll go i'm gonna go with this one next uh it's goldeneye reloaded dear god was this <laughs> this a thing so people have been clamoring for uh goldeneye like either remaster or remake um and it was rumored that rare had worked on one at some point on the three sixty uh needless to say, this was not what that was. this was i think whoever had the license either activision or Ea or so I forget who it was, but they were like, "We're going to make a quick cash grab on this and throw the name Goldeneye on this thing, and people will buy it." Mm. And I did. (laughs) Uh, So the first thing, the first problem with it is that it's Daniel Craig as James Bond.
1: I've seen I've seen pictures of that, and it's pretty terrifying.
0: So that's already the first problem. They were like, they they couldn't they either couldn't get Pierce Brosnan's likeness or they just chose not to because they already owned Daniel Craig's. And then they decided, we're just going to throw all these weird levels in that didn't exist in the original GoldenEye and didn't exist in the movie, but, yeah, we're just going to throw them in there. Uh, and we're going to make it play like Call of Duty. And that's it. <laughs> it's it's just like, it, it was so far removed from the original GoldenEye that they shouldn't have even called it GoldenEye. They should have called it something else. Because it, like, did the... Essentially, the same storyline, but it it didn't it wasn't in the same order, or the like the the levels didn't play the same. the The, the gameplay was totally different. It was just a, a mess. So, if you haven't played GoldenEye Reloaded or watched a, anybody play it, or or compare it to the original, go do that because God, it was just so frustrating. And I love that now we're able to play the original GoldenEye Remaster. Uh, I may have acquired said game. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it was being passed around for a little while, uh, but it's fully playable. And um, if you have the ability to find it and play it, you should play it. All right. Uh, go ahead, Mark, for your next one.
2: So my next one is probably closer to the um, Grand Theft Auto remakes that we were uh, discussing um, because it's a similar company that doesn't give a shit about its, <laughs> its fans or its legacy. And I am talking about the uh, Silent Hill HD Collection. There
0: it is.
1: Um, I was going to add that one too, but I didn't. <laughs> it
2: is atrocious. Yeah, that, that was is. the um, one I was
0: hoping somebody talked about. Because I never played <laughs> it, but I've heard how bad it is.
2: <laughs> it it basically it is the most obvious money grab of all time. Um, because it came on the heels of the Metal Gear Solid HD Collection, which is actually pretty good. Um, as most of the which is why Metal Gear didn't come up, most of the remakes, remasters of Metal Gear games are pretty good. You know, the the game, you know, subsistence on GameCube or whichever one, I forget the names consoles, those things. I think.
0: It was um, on all of them.
2: you know. Um, but oh Twin Snakes is the the remake of one. Um but yeah, this one they just didn't care or they didn't get why Silent Hill was popular. <laughs> um it is um all the improvements they made to the first one just take away a lot of the creepiness um, because now they don't need the fog for draw distance. So, you know, there's some instances where it should be there, but, you know, the system doesn't know how to load. You know, it's it's a mess. Um, you'd be better off either legally downloading the ROMs or trying to find the originals and getting original hardware. It's, like, not even worth the uh, sales price for it. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, that is absolutely the worst one of any remake HD collection that I've played.
0: <laughs> I'm glad you mentioned it, because that was the one I had thought about when coming up with this topic.
2: Yeah, and the Grand Theft Auto one is the closest to that that there's been since.
1: Pretty
0: bad. Jen, how about you? What's the next so one? So
1: my second one is um, Super Mario 64 for the DS.
0: Ooh, good one.
1: Yeah. This one made me so angry, I threw it in the garbage. Or I gave it to my cousin, but I'd like to say I definitely threw it in the garbage because it sounds better. Um, So I think everyone knows by now that Super Mario 64 is one of my favorite games of all time. I have tried to own this game on pretty much every console it comes out for. But I was really, really disappointed when I got it for the DS. The controls in this game are by far the worst part of this remake. I don't know if you guys have played it. You're stuck using the stylus and the touchscreen to jump and run and yep. you're directionally controlling your character with D D-pad. It is yep. the most stiff and horrible and just straight up wrong way to control your character at, at all, let alone in in Super Mario 64. It's such a horrible change from the analog stick. And they changed the storyline a little bit. So you're you're able to change between characters to play as, which I wasn't expecting. I didn't realize that this was like a true, I guess I thought this was a remaster. I, I did not realize it was like a remake where they're actually changing the game up.
0: They fully remade it for the DS. Yeah.
1: When So in the beginning, you're invited to Peach's Castle and then Mario, I think Wario and Luigi show up and then they disappear. And then you start out as Yoshi, who's like sleeping on top of the castle. And I was just sitting there like, what? what's going on and then the graphics are just not excuse me they're not great i feel like they they got downgraded it didn't feel like i was playing a super mario 64 game i was just like straight up offended by this remake (laughs) um this is i'm all for a remake usually but this is the one game one of the one games i did not want to remake for i just wanted it to be remastered or i just wanted to play the original game like I didn't want new content. I didn't want them to change it. I didn't want them to add mini games. I didn't want to play as Yoshi. I just want the original game. And I think the controls—if I had to pick one part of this game—the controls is just are just totally unplayable. And yeah. I was shocked to see how many big gaming publications gave this like an eighty percent and up of a rating score. I yeah. like—I'm shocked that. I don't know. I don't want to put them on blast because that's what I would consider this if I said some of the the gaming publications that actually said this was good. But so many of them said that the controls specifically were a great update. Like, are you kidding me right now? Come at me. Anyone (laughs) listening, if you think those controls were good, please add me. I would love to know why you thought that. But oh, god, this was a horrible game.
0: Anytime your main controls go through a touchscreen, it's pretty, pretty. With a
1: stylus. Ill. Gross. Yeah.
0: So something okay. weird that I learned apparently in the DS, mm-hmm. in the um in like the the wrist strap, apparently there's like a, a stylus type thing in the that little clasp that you can use with your thumb, which makes it a little better that I had never seen before. I watched a video of, um <laughs> Scott Stop Skeletons from Fighting did a video on it. I had never seen anything like this before, but apparently you can use that as opposed to the stylus, which may make it better, but still running like a main part of your game through a touchscreen. Not, not a good idea. Yeah.
1: That's awful. Especially this game. Just, no,
0: such an iconic game. Right. Do that to it.
2: Yeah. Just to let you know, my spicy take thing was that I'm glad you brought this up was that the, uh, 3d all-stars was a second swing and a miss remaking remastering super mario 64
1: <laughs> i didn't even mind that one maybe because of this this ultimate disappointment that i had I, was, I i didn't have a problem with that one to be honest
0: it was way better than that let's yeah let's it was be, way better
1: than the 64 the ds version the of.
0: one the the version that's on um what's it called the nintendo switch online is worse than the one in 3d all-stars it's not the same
2: yeah. so they officially struck out on trying to
1: remake that game. <laughs> three three strikeouts, I guess we could say, right? Yep. The DS, Switch Online, and uh,
0: all 3D All-Stars, yep.
1: I think All-Stars right. was the best of the three, though.
0: Oh, yeah, easily. Yeah. Mark, did you have any other ones?
2: No, those are the only two I had. And...
0: All right. I got one more. All right. And I saved the best for last. The Uh-oh. worst for last. And that is Tony Hawk HD.
2: <laughs> yes, I knew
0: you would mention
1: it. Yeah, I had a feeling like you were going to mention that, too. <laughs>
0: So I want to. It was like early, the early 2010s. I think that they decided, oh, let's let's take every Tony Hawk game, like one, two, and three, and make them HD. But let's not have anybody that originally worked on it do it. <laughs> so the team was um w- would eventually go on to make Tony Hawk Five. So that should tell you how good this is already. Uh, Robomoto made. This version of Tony, the the it this conglomeration of levels they called Tony Hawk HD, which had Tony Hawk One, Tony Hawk Two levels, and they they did this and they put the game out, and uh, the phys- no, nothing worked like the original games. The physics was off. Um, the graphics were not good. They couldn't get all of the music, so it was one of those things like, why did you guys bother doing this besides try to make money? While, while doing it half-assed. Um, and the, like, the game modes were just not good. It, they tried to just throw in stuff to make to make content, and it just... Nothing worked. Uh, the game is was pretty much broken. On PC, if you tried to run it above 720p, it would just crash over yes. and over and over. Because I bought it on PC thinking, oh, it'll look better on PC. Nope, you can't run right. it over 720p or it'll break. Because I think I bought it on... Like, I bought it on the 360 first. And then I went, oh, I can't play this on the 360 because the D-pad's terrible. Because, obviously, in Tony Hawk, you have to you have to do all the moves with the D-pad. So, I got it on PS3, and it was not any better. And I, then I just realized, oh, the game is just shit. So, it didn't have anything to do with the controller. Uh, eventually, I, I learned. Because at the time, I still didn't understand, like, that a game could be that bad. That I wanted it to be good. And... It's it's by far, like, besides Tony Hawk 5, which if you haven't seen Tony Hawk 5, it's oof. It might as well have been a mobile game. Um, it's definitely the worst one besides Tony Hawk 5. Same people made it, so why not? Of course, it's going to be shit. <laughs> um, I want to say Rad Rat Video did a, a really good review on Tony Hawk HD. Go check that out. I'm plugging all kinds of people today. That's just <laughs> what I'm doing. Uh, just because they did very good reviews on these things and they should be listened to. Because, my God, people just need to stop trying to make money, like, lazily. Just just either put out a new game or if you're going to do a remaster, do it right. Right. Just don't, like, I could have put a bunch of Final Fantasies on this too. Like, Final Fantasy VIII, when they put that out, when they redid that one. They put the MIDI music in it for the PC instead of the PS1 music. There's, there's just a, a, it just goes forever just because companies want to make money and they, they don't think about the player. They just think about, oh, how can we do this as fast and as simply as possible without doing any work?
1: It really sucks because some of these remakes, you know, you're doing it. The, the, the seasoned player, the big fans, they're going to want to buy it and they're going to want to play it and they're going to want to experience the remake and you're letting them down so hard. (laughs) <laughs> Some of these games,
0: exactly, which is why I was so worried about Final Fantasy VII remake. Yeah, it it could have been the biggest pile of dog shit ever because Square had something to do with it. Because Square is known for doing these quick and dirty remakes and remasters. I, like I said, I could talk about this all night because they there's comp like especially like if you look at companies like Square and EA and and uh who else was shitty and did stuff like this i guess sega kind of crappy too they they were well known for doing this and they still do it uh square's doing it to this day with the pixel remasters for final all the early final fantasy games they just took the phone version and threw it on the computer and it looked like shit and i don't know you know th- there's just still stuff broken and everything so anyway i'm done rant yeah <laughs> it's a good topic it, it like I said, I could talk about this all night because things are just coming to me now, now <laughs> that I'm thinking about it. And the floodgates are open. The floodgates have opened. And we're gonna talk about a game that got a re a remaster reboot, whatever you want to call it itself, in our Retro Roulette game. And that's Klonoa Door to Phantomel for the PlayStation One, which got remade for the Wii. Oh. Which <laughs> uh, it was a it was an unknown game that got remade for the most popular console and it still couldn't sell anything, so I don't know I don't know what to tell you to tell you. Uh was it Capcom? Did Capcom make this game? I don't remember. But yeah. We'll talk we're gonna talk about uh Klonoa right now. Um so this was an interesting one because none of us had played this game before. This is I wanna say this is the first one that none of us have played it before.
1: Yeah, probably.
0: Um okay, it was Namco. Namco put out Klonoa, which makes sense because I can't think of another Namco game that is popular besides like Ridge Racer. Um so anyway, you, this was Namco's attempt at a, um, what is the word I'm like, a mascot platformer. Uh, needless to say, it did not go well. <laughs> Klonoa eventually did get a sequel. There was Klonoa 2, and then, like I said, they rebooted it for the Wii. Um, so you basically are playing as an anthropomorphic dog? Bunny? I still don't know.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know either.
0: Uh, that it lives in like a... Uh, fantasy world and you are trying to save everyone in your dreams you had a weird you, a world that you're trying to keep the world from going into uh a world of nightmare so it's basically just a simple platformer with a lot of different branch branching paths and uh I had a lot of fun with it but I'm interested to hear what you guys had to say Jen I know you had problems with this so you can start us off
1: yeah i unfortunately i was Really looking forward to playing this game because, number one, you hyped it up and you're like, oh, this is going to be, you know, up your alley. And then when I was watching you play it, I could tell that it was going to be up my alley. Um, But unfortunately, my super legit PlayStation kept freezing and not playing the game.
2: Same scratches on the disc.
1: Yeah, it was all those scratches on the disc. So um, I don't really have too much firsthand experience. I can tell you I'm pretty sure I know why as a mascot character that it was not popular, Klonoa. This is the most busy, strange-looking attempt at a mascot I've ever seen. Um, like you said, you don't know what it's supposed to be. The colors are all wild on, on this thing's outfit. It just, it's, it's like a, It's like a dumpster fire of a design. But aside from that, the game itself is really cute. The music is adorable. Like you said it's a platformer so it has that going for it if you like platformers at the very least. And the little bit that I played in the beginning it's not it's not overly difficult where I wanted to like rage and get frustrated. It has had its moments where um I had to figure out how to use the different animals to like help me jump higher and all that stuff. But once once I picked up on those things it was a lot of fun. Um, and I'm really disappointed that I didn't get to play it for more than I did because I feel like I would have had a much better and more detailed review on it. Um, I am going to keep trying (laughs) to play it to get this PlayStation to work. (laughs) Um, So maybe for the next podcast, if I get it going, I could like do a, you know, like a little, an update review, but I can tell that it's something that I would have enjoyed playing. I just, I'm not surprised that the character itself wasn't the next Sonic I, I could yeah. tell maybe that they were slightly um inspired by Sonic's design yeah. with it's eyes and, and its face but it's it I mean I get that it's a dream world so it makes sense that some of the overall some of the character designs are real weird but um yeah that the the character design of klonoa' is is wild what did you <laughs> very, think of
0: what did you think of the simlish language
1: I think it's cute um <laughs> I like how trying to remember when i was watching when i was watching you play on stream it reminded me i know you were saying simlish it reminded me of something else too and i can't remember it i can't remember what i what i was thinking of when i was watching you play it but i think it's really cute the language is cute the voices are cute um and then there's like a little navi type character yep. right that's yeah. really cute too it's just cute <laughs> it's cute aside from clonoa's design <laughs> But, yeah, uh,
0: eventually the, I think they changed Klonoa's design for like the Wii version. I want to say they they hmm. changed changed him up a little bit.
1: He doesn't have like weird yellow eyes or whatever.
0: I he, it was it was I think his ears was the biggest difference. I think they shortened the ears up and stuff. I still don't know what it is. I don't know if if it's a a boy or girl or B if it's a um a cat dog rabbit, don't know.
1: It kind of looks like I'm looking at the Empire of Dreams, which was the sequel, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: It kind of looks more like a rabbit. It looks like Sonic the Hedgehog as a rabbit. It looks like Sonic the Rabbit. (laughs) That's what it looks like. (laughs) And its ears, its ears are like pigtails. Yeah, it's
0: it's weird. I don't. Yeah.
1: This one is cuter than the first one, though. I will say that it's way more marketable, I think, than the first one was.
0: It definitely has a cat look to him or her. Yeah,
1: know. because it has like white whiskers too.
0: Yeah, and the eyes is like very very feline looking. Yeah. Huh. And they the I Mark Mark pointed it out when we were playing that it ha- has a belt and then like a dog collar around its neck. Like a giant dog collar. Yeah. Like for yeah, no reason. For a belt.
1: Yeah, it does for look no, like a belt collar. For,
0: for no reason it's got a giant collar we we couldn't figure out what the hell it was yeah.
1: layering it was the 90s into the 2000s right you needed yep. all the bulky layers
0: yep mark how about you what <laughs> were you where were you coming from with uh, yes. klonoa
2: so no surprise the first thing is um i'm not good at platformers so you know this wasn't um that difficult um in terms of other platformers but it's still you know struggle bus at times um, to get through some of it, um, but yeah, basically everything I saw when you played through came through when I played. In the sense that I could see some of the ideas that got this game greenlit, like the 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 isometric, you know, all that the changing of perspectives um, on the map um, was pretty, probably pretty cool in the presentation, um, and the idea of trying to make it a mascot and um, just the mechanics. Of using the enemies to jump higher and solve puzzles and stuff like that, um, so I could see all the all the things that put together and made people think that it was going to be a good game before it was released. Um, but I think it, it I think if we released this type of game like ten years later, right around if my timing's right, like right around the time of Fez and all yeah. that, it may have been a little more successful um, than it was. Uh, because, you know, just just playing with perspective wasn't something that people were looking for uh, back on the PS1. They just wanted big 3D worlds uh, with the, the space system. So, you know, even you think of a Crash Bandicoot, you know, that was just, you know, basically hallways. But since they looked very 3D and great, um, you know, you didn't mind uh, that it wasn't like an open space. Um, Here, by trying to do all the the perspective stuff and the little slightly lower graphical quality um, just makes it gets very frustrating um, playing. And also, I think that they made him a little less busy, um, he could have become a mascot, like Mm -hmm. we mentioned. Like even the attempts like Blinks, the time sweeper um, and stuff like that. they, They made them, they were just animal, you know, Crash and Sonic and, you know. A lot of those they '90s things—they were just, you know—they didn't make
0: up. They didn't make up their own animal. Yeah, Boy they knows. were
2: just animals. Um, and I don't know if this—he was—they were trying to go for a standout by making them unique and putting all this clothes on them, but mm-hmm. it didn't really, didn't really jive with me um, in terms of of uh, what they were going for with that. Um, I feel like I would have played this game a lot back in PS One era because it was not too difficult for me, but um it would have been one of those games that i got and it was one of the three games that i got for the year um and i would have i would have played through it a lot um there's nothing really technically frustratingly wrong about it that would make me want to uh throw it out the window or give it to my cousin um <laughs> but yeah yeah but very basic you know fine game
1: can i also uh- just throw in a quick update um yeah. doing extensive research over the past three minutes I've learned that um, there are two theories about its uh, its animal references. It's either a cross between a rabbit and a cat, or it's a skunk, which I don't agree with. I don't
0: think I don't like the skunk.
1: Yeah, I think, I don't agree with the skunk. But I those are the cross- two uh, <laughs> the two theories.
0: Um, but yeah, I I had heard about this game a couple of years ago, and I always thought it looked interesting. And it was definitely one of those games that got made because of the concept. I think, Mark, you're right. I think they said, oh, you can interact with the foreground and background. So it's not 2D. Because at the time, um, PlayStation was really against doing any 2D game. They wanted all 3D games. Anything that was being made would needed to be three-dimensional. Which this game had like a 2.5D-esque look and feel to it. And you can do things like interact with the background and interact with the foreground, depending on which way you're going. And it has a really cool look. Um, Somebody had said on the stream when when I was playing that it didn't look very good. And I I think that is an element of having to upscale it these days. I think it was one of those games that was fit for a CRT. Um, And I think that uh, it's hard to go back to now. It's, it's one of those things where you have to be in the mindset of 1997 or whatever year this came out. Um, but it's simple, which is nice, because a lot of yeah. the games, a lot of platformers like this sometimes will throw in all these extra moves and things that you can do that just makes things overly complicated. This game is not overly complicated. You jump, you can pick up enemies, and you can use them to double jump. That's pretty much it. And you can float. That's pretty much it. And it it was very refreshing... To play a game that wasn't didn't have like oh you have to de- press this button to dash and this button to to shoot different different enemies and things like that it was nice to be I could pick this game up and once Mark told me how to <laughs> how to pick uh things up and do the double jump that was it that's all I needed to know and there was it was very um there was a lot of checkpoints which was nice that's something you don't really see now. Well, are you, something you didn't see then, I should say, uh, checkpoints in a platformer weren't really a thing, and it was nice that you could save after each world, once you finished it, it, You could a save thing would come up, and it wasn't like a password system. Thank God we got past password systems at this point, because they're they're a thing of nightmares. Like, if you've ever played a Castlevania or something, and you have to go type in a 37-digit long password, it's a pain in the ass, and you never want to do it, but like I was saying. So so like everybody else said, the music is really good. Um for, for me when I was playing it I was playing on a CRT. So it looked really nice. I didn't have any the I didn't have any blocky looking crappy looking issues. So um I would say if you're going to try to play this, if you have the ability, play it on a CRT. I would highly recommend that or play it with scan lines enabled if you're doing doing it as uh, some other way. I would say en- enable scan lines it makes the game look a lot better. Um, but overall, like Mark said, it's a fine game. It's a it, it, I'd I'd call it a good game. I don't think there's anything it did that was mind-blowing, but at the same time, it was easy to pick up and play, and it wasn't one of those platformers that made you want to throw a controller or bash your head against the wall. It was it's a simple game that is easy to understand, easy to go back to and pick up and you don't have to worry about relearning how to play it because a lot of times games like i don't know like the symphony of the night you have to relearn how to play symphony of the night every time you pick it up so it was it's just it's a it's a refreshing different platformer i guess that's the best way i can put it um i don't know if you guys have any any final thoughts before we give it a score
1: i think yeah. you said it perfectly just now it was enough of a challenge to be fun but not too much of a challenge to be overly frustrating sometimes simple enough is the way to go yep. especially with platformers
0: yeah I agree, all right. Well, Jen, what kind of score are you giving Klonoa?
1: I'm giving it a three point five only because I liked what I saw so far, even though I didn't get to play a lot of it. I feel like that's a good enough sign to me that it's going to be better than a three out of five in my opinion. Um, I would like to try to play it more than for about fifteen minutes <laughs> that way I could really get a feel for the for the whole game. but um I'll,
0: I'll try to I fix like your I'll, I'll try to fix your PlayStation tomorrow, okay yeah
2: i'm going three out of five um i think if it looked a little better um some of those areas i think trying to remember um because i played it like the day after you played it so it's been a while for me um that place when you go like inside a tree or something or it like it and it's like really it's like dark yeah you know what i'm talking about tom
0: yep yeah
2: yeah i think If they did a little bit better of a job with when going changing I keep using the word biome because it's just my word today apparently. (laughs) Um if they made that stuff look better and interesting, um, I think I would have liked it a little more, but um I think just the not high end, you know, graphics in terms of, you know, uh when you see a game like Crash Bandit that came out at the same time. Um and worrying too much about the perspective thing, I think took away from this game. I think it would have been a really great like two D plat two D platformer, you know. And you could have done all the stuff you did and made it look better. Um, but it's it as both of you said, it's even for a guy that's terrible platformers, it's not too frustrating to play, but it's not as much of a challenge for people that want a little bit of a challenge. It's it very much felt like a PS one game when uh, the companies were still marketing exclusively to like children and young teens. yeah
0: yeah I I agree um, I'm gonna give it a three and a half out of five and I was going to bring that up uh, I was not the target audience for this game this game was very much targeted towards kids um I don't when I was playing it on stream I had mentioned that I don't think anybody over the age of 13 would have probably wanted to pick this up for the PlayStation just cuz it was so cute and at the time girl there weren't they weren't really marketing to girls for gaming yet i i'm i'm not i'm not trying to leave, leave anybody out but that's just the way it was in the 90s it, it just was they didn't market towards uh girl gamers yet and i feel like this kind of would have fit in that category am i right jen
1: yeah i think so it's definitely got that cute you know the cuteness factor going for it
0: but yeah i i like i said I think if you were like 13 and younger when this game came out, this would have been like, oh, that looks cool. Like you, it wouldn't have been, it wouldn't have been too baby, too much of a baby game uh, to play. But it has, it, like, like we all said, it's, it's a good game for someone who wants to play a platformer that doesn't want something super challenging. And it has decent enough visuals and, you know, it's got a it's got a pretty interesting story if you pay attention to the story. Uh, there's there's a lot of stuff that happens. so it's it's it, we joke that this is where Kingdom Hearts came from, which I could kind of see that happening. Yeah. Uh, it it kind of had a a, a lot a big convoluted story about hearts and and dreams and things like that. So if you want to pay attention to the story, it's actually pretty interesting. And uh, like the boss battles, the boss battles were pretty good. They were, they were a pretty good challenge, and they once you figure them out, obviously they weren't super difficult, but it took a, a good couple of minutes to figure out the bosses. So the, it was nice to see boss battles weren't ridiculously hard like they were in, I don't know, like, uh, what the hell did we just really play? Uh, Blaster Master, like the bosses in Blaster Master, which is like, why bother? <laughs> why, why bother shooting this thing? It's just going to kill me immediately. But anyway, so yeah, three and a half out of five for me. I think it's a pretty good game. I give it a shot if you have a way to play PlayStation games. And uh I don't think you'll be I don't think you'd be upset by it. Alright. That's it for Klonoa. I think it's time to spin the wheel. Okay, we got a PS2 game this week. Uh some of you may have heard of it. We're playing Kingdom Hearts.
1: Uh, never heard of it. <laughs> Is this a medieval game? No.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. You're like a knight. You're like a knight. Got it.
1: There's a lot of durgans, Mark. Be ready. We got my alley.
0: I feel like I just <laughs> talked about this game or something. Uh, so yeah, uh, we're gonna play the original Kingdom Hearts. We're gonna play the PS2 version, so we can see how the controls have changed. So that's something interesting. I don't know if you've played the original version of Kingdom Hearts recently, but the controls are very weird. I want to say the R r and l buttons are your camera like the right stick doesn't do anything so i hope you're prepared that's I gonna w-
1: bother me so much <laughs>
0: well you'll be able to change it if you really want to but yeah. um but yeah this should be this should be interesting uh, it's been a long time since i've booted up the original kingdom hearts on a ps2 and played it because they released it six different times for every console and i think i own it on all of them so um this should be fun
1: I'm very excited.
0: Good. I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad Jens pumped for this one. And Mark, you've never played a Kingdom never Hearts played game? It. Okay.
1: Oh, so, this, so I've played a game that you haven't played. That's like the a first, I think, again.
0: I'm I'm excited. I I'm, I'm excited for that yeah. because I love the Kingdom Hearts franchise. And uh it's always good to go back to the first one. So, I'll be playing this. If you're listening when this comes out, I'll be playing tonight. I'll be streaming at on our channel at 9 p.m twitch.tv slash gameballpod. So come check it out there. Uh, So I think that's going to do it for us tonight. Mark, do you want to let everybody know about our family of podcasts? Yeah. So
2: Stranger Damies uh, final three episodes um, are airing. The uh, first of that uh, trilogy aired uh, on Wednesday. So be sure to check that out. We're on Instagram and Twitter at Stranger Damies. Um, Be sure to keep track of those social medias because we are continuing the story amongst ourselves. Um, we're just uh, not recording it any further um, for you. But there'll be some great photos and stuff like that. Um, and then we have They Called Us a Movie. Um, airs every Thursday. Uh, find it on Spreaker or anywhere you get podcasts. We're on Instagram and Twitter at the main uh, The maindamy.com is our website where all of our uh, content is located. Uh, so if you want to read some writing from Anthony or listen to any of our podcasts, they're all located there. It's a good one-stop shop um and yeah yeah hopefully uh we'll be uh having a good themed christmas month here so be on the lookout so jen what's the uh, streaming schedule
1: so currently we are streaming three days a week over on game vault pod on twitch um right now we do mondays as tom just mentioned it's either going to be retro roulette uh where he plays through our retro roulette game that we pick on this podcast and usually mark joins for that um, or it is Tom's night to play an uh, an RPG game, although right now that is on hold because he is currently playing through RE2 Remake, thanks to the sub goal that we hit on our Twitch channel. Um, so again, it's either going to be retro roulette or currently RE2 Remake with Tom. Then Wednesdays is our FPS night where the three of us jump on and play some kind of first person shooter game. Currently, we are playing through Halo Infinite. And then Thursdays is co-op day with Mark. Uh, right now, Mark and myself are playing through It Takes Two. And when that wraps up within the next couple of weeks, Tom and Mark have something in the works. Um, but as of now, we just stream three days a week consistently. Uh, we'll let you know on Twitter and Discord if anything changes going forward.
0: Yep, and be on the lookout for a new sub goal at some point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll be putting making that live hopefully in the next couple of weeks. Yep. So uh, if you if you need any retro console accessories, please head in over to Stone Age Gamer. We are an affiliate uh, an affiliate an affiliate of Stone Age Gamer. Uh, if you need any retro accessories, whether it be cables or cartridges, controllers, or, or pretty much anything, head on over there Be the link in the description of this podcast. Anytime you purchase something from there, it will give us a little kickback and help us make these podcasts and our streams better for you guys. So thank you everyone for hanging out with us. Hope you all are well. Hope you're having happy holidays. And for Mark and Jenny, I'm Tom and we'll catch you guys in the next one.